0: what an emotional roller coaster i just watched on tv Oh boy, these Yankees can never make it easy for us. Never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. But welcome back to the Twin Bill uh, Podcast, everybody, brought to you by NYY News TV. Be sure to hit that like button, comment, subscribe, turn that notification bell on, do all that good stuff, five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and also as well, purchase your tickets for NYY News TV Day, the sequel. We'll be there. All of our guys will be there. It's going to be a lot of fun in the Bronx. Food, beverages, alcohol, playoff baseball and music. You're not going to want to miss it. But my oh my, did the Yankees put me through an emotional roller coaster in the last hour. i um, obviously recording this on a Tuesday night. First hour, well, first part of the hour, I was like, the Yankees are going to fucking lose this game. And we, listen, look, we are a, a podcast that's not censored. We're a podcast that where we can, you know, it's where we control the editorial. So we're going to talk positive. We're going to talk negative. Okay. Cause we're going to be real. Yeah. We're going to be real. All right. We're going to tell you how we really feel. Um, so the first part of the hour, it was like, the Yankees are going to fucking lose this game. You know, they put in clay Holmes. They did all this bunch of shit, which I'm still mad about, honestly. But then of you have Aaron judge's 60th home run. Right, and you have all these goobers that still want to go out there and ride Chihayotani, and then you have Stanton <laughs> in a grand slam. Luca, first thoughts coming in overall. Maybe coming back from the weekend, I'll give it to you. Yeah, I take this victory. Like, listen, cool, we won. I'm obviously happy, but I think it hit a lot of things. Um, obviously, Nestor Cortez kind of labored out there left with the one nothing lead. I think the Yankees eventually came back, and then the bullpen started to blow it. The Yankees put in pitcher after pitcher after pitcher after pitcher, pitcher. and I think that was their ultimate downfall. Luckily, Aaron Judge and John Carl Stan, obviously two people, or two players, rather, who carried the Yankees last year come to save Boone's ass again. So it's a win, but it's not like a win that I'm salivating over. I'll be 100% transparent. Yeah. Um, you know, cuz there's they've shown us two sides this year where sometimes they'll come and fight back. Remember when we were in Florida? Yeah. Uh Josh Donaldson hit the grand slam. I think it was against the Rays if I'm not mistaken. And then you have some of these other games where they're down, you know, uh for instance, the Reds game we were at. They didn't show any heart. They didn't show any, you know, passion to get back in the game. The Rays game we went to, Derek Jeter today. So, you know, I I feel indifferent. I I don't know that it changes my thoughts on the team, to be honest with you. It's great to have a win in the moment, and I'll celebrate it. But at the same time, the Blue Jays kicked the Phillies' ass, at least, you know, to my knowledge, they, they did. It was like 18 to 11 last time I checked. And... It's still a tight division race, and we have steps to go. Um, I don't really think this changes in terms of any number because I know there's always that magic number uh, that we have to hit in order to clinch the division and then make the playoffs. We'll actually flip those two, but the Blue Jays won a game, so I don't know that it changes anything. Uh, Do you have any corresponding response to that? No, 100% with you. I'm not... I'm not really changing my views on this team. They lost series to the Brewers this past weekend. I know they won without scoring the Brewers. I think they were up like by double digits at one point. The bullpen kind of eased the Brewers way back into it. But overall, I'm not really – I want more. I want more. We are near the end of the month and the crucial period of the season. You know, This is when the Yankees need to start locking down certain spots. Obviously, the playoff berth. Obviously, the division. Obviously, the first round bye, which I think is either one or two teams have, but I think we would be set to face the winner of the Indians and the Jays. Again, I don't want to play a wild card series, but it's also been announced that Aaron Boone said, Garrett Colt will start game one of the playoffs, so that'll be interesting. Obviously, it's not a surprise to much of anybody, but... They, this team needs to show me more if they really want to get to where I want them to get to. Yeah. And honestly, that's where the standard is. So they do play uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates Wednesday, obviously seven Oh five. Then they play Boston four a four game set, which is interesting. Then they go to Toronto for final series. Uh, No need to worry about Benintendi. Of course, all that. Then they're home against the Orioles for three games. And then, Four games in three days against the Texas Rangers. So, you know, some ups and downs. It's going to be interesting to see how they level that out. I mean, I know we were very pessimistic on the Boys in the Big Apple podcast talking about a few weeks ago how they're going to finish the season. It's been up and down. It's it's an emotional roller coaster for me. and I, I That's hate all they are. They're pretty much an up and down team. Obviously, they're in first place because of the run they had in the first three, four months of the season, but... Again, I'm still not changing my feelings on this team. I'm not still che- I'm cha- not changing my feelings on how they prioritize winning because sometimes they don't. Obviously, I come on with quotes here and saying that they like to mail in games on occasion. They took July and August off. I don't think anybody's going to argue with me on that one. Yeah, and you know we're not down putting the fact that Giancarlo Stanton saved us. We're going to talk about that. We're not down putting that judge has made history once again, but you also find a negative to that is, well, he's still not signed by this franchise and you know, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's sad. And then, you know, you, as jokingly I put it when I was in the chat, right. Once I, once I thought I was out, they pulled me back. And if that's the quote from the Godfather three, um, you know, obviously it was like this game, but at the same time, We were talking about it, once again, on Boys and the Gapel. We didn't really watch baseball this past weekend, now did we? No, I'll be completely transparent. Again, I was watching Notre Dame in college football. I was watching Notre Dame beat Cal. And then, miraculously, on Sunday, the Jets come out with a miraculous victory. Again, I feel like the same way that I do with this one with the Jets' victory. Like, they need to fix fix some things up, but they have a longer way to go and they have a lot more to prove. The Yankees have not proven anything to me this far. So, again, I'm not watering down the victory because somebody mentioned on Twitter, I completely agree with the sentiment, the Aaron Judge 60th home run, listen, to a great achievement, was almost anticlimactic because of the score. What do you mean by that? Anticlimactic, meaning that it came at, like, almost. it's not like it came at a bad time, but it's like... You can't really enjoy it because of how the Yankees are playing. Who said that, by the way? Ryan DeLevy. He's going to get shit for that, but I'm going to have to agree. I'm going to have to agree on that sentiment. Like, listen, now let me ask you a question. We could get into this maybe just a tad with the whole Judge and Stanton thing and, you know, some of the positives as well. We talk about Bader and all this. Prediction time. Do you think Judge hits 61 against the Pirates, or does he wait till the Red Sox? You said we have a two-game series against the Pirates, right? Yes, sir. I think he waits till the Red Sox series. By the way, I mentioned this on the notes. It is a fucking shame that Major League Baseball is deciding to price out its fans once again and have Friday's game against the Red Sox on Apple TV when it has the potential where a judge could either tie the home run Yankee record or either break it. So fuck you major league baseball for pricing out their fans. And I just want to say this. I, I don't give a fuck who shits on me or not. I think the reason you could also say, you know, I watched football this weekend. Football is actually, actually is more entertainment value than baseball. I love baseball. It's my favorite sport of all time, but football's not, I mean, You could say they are by the Amazon Prime video for Thursday Night Football, which I don't like personally, but again, baseball's doing more to price out their fans and and drag their fan base away from the product. With football fans, it's not that they have an older generation. They have their older fans. Baseball does too, and baseball is more of that, but you look at The NFL, this is something this year they they started with the Amazon Prime, which, you know, I'm not happy about. I have Amazon Prime, so it's not going to be a problem for me. And the fact that the Giants actually don't play on Thursday Night Football, not a problem. But look at MLB. Peacock. Apple TV. Amazon Peacock at like 1130 in the morning. Who's getting up on a Sunday to do that? People of church. I know it's kind of weird to say that, but. Baseball practice. It's such an inconvenient time. Like 1130. Am I getting up to watch the Giants against the Green Bay Packers, or am I getting up for a baseball game? I mean, you're watching the Giants and Packers because they play in London. That's that's, exactly the a That's a reason, because London obviously has a different time zone than us Americans do. Right, and listen, I know we're coming at you guys very pessimistic, but we're not going to sit here and and give you bullshit. We're going to tell you like it is, like how we feel, and not try to – pump you guys up for some false shit or, you know, fluff. That's not what we do here. But the Yankees just simply have to show me more. They have to show me more. And, you know, they've taken off games, which once again, we've we've mentioned many times. And it's like, well, you know what? If they don't care to a certain extent in some of these games, why why should I? Right? I took off the weekend against the Rays after Aaron Hicks quit after the Yankees decided to put a four-hour clown show on against the Brewers. And, um, you know, they lost that game because of the bullpen and all that other stuff that mixed in with it. Yeah, you're disengaged because of how, the you know, this. it's not like this has been just going on this year. It's been going on past years. 2021 was a huge example, 2022, 2020 as well. But it's like the same thing all over again. This team wants to mail it in certain days play to fight to win on other days it just there's no consistency at all with the lineups with the pitching anything like that so that that's honestly what makes you worry for October definitely and just the way Aaron I put it simply Aaron Boone tried his best to lose this game and John Colostan Aaron Judge won this game so let's talk briefly and I know it's I don't want to say it's minced meat because that would be a terrible thing to say about or this a moot point. thing, or a moot point, as you would want to put on your bingo card. Um, your thoughts on Judge hitting sixty, getting to sixty-one eventually, possibly sixty-two, and all this other stuff? Props to him. Nothing but props to him. He bet, and he got a lot of criticism from Yankee fans this year mm-hmm. early on, and he, you know, despite everybody making him look like a complete clown. Like the Yankees organization, they should be embarrassed for releasing contract details that should have been kept private. Uh Brian Cashman. Um, market value. Yankee fans on Twitter criticizing Aaron Judge for struggling for the first two games. Then he goes on the hot run. He's at sixty home runs. He's tied Babe Ruth for the second in the Yankee franchise books. Um I couldn't have, I'll be honest with you, I couldn't imagine a season like this. I'll be completely transparent. He bet on himself, and now he's gonna earn major money in the offseason. And whether the Yankees want to pay that or not, that's the, that's that's on them. Absolutely agree. And I wasn't one of those Yankee fans that criticized. No, him. I wasn't either. Because I'm like, you, you know, market value really? And then they released the contract details. And I remember, opening day, there was a guy sitting behind me. Well, you know, let me give you an update Yankees by the are way giving the Yankees are giving uh him a lot of money to live with. I'm like, what what does that mean? Let me get you an update, by the way. Judge right now is the triple crown guy. First in batting average, first in home runs and RBIs. I'm, I hate to be negative. Hate to be negative. That's absolutely fucking fantastic. He's the triple crown guy right now. And also, possibly, he's going to be breaking the record of 60, 61, 62 home runs. He's going to be breaking those records. And I know, obviously, you know, people will consider the Bonds record, the Maguire record when they were on the Roids and whatever. But let's talk about, about franchise f- record specifically. Yeah, I, I know, I know. But he, he's, he's a free agent in the offseason. That's more helpful for him, really. Right. And a few years ago. And I know a lot of people are against uh, signing your guys early. Fernando Tatis, that hasn't necessarily worked. Michael Harris, Michael Harris, Julio think, Rodriguez. He I only got like eight years, three hundred mil or something like that, right? Might be, might be something like that. Vaughn Grissom, I thought was signed to a big deal. Um, yeah, I think. you was, was still... signed early. Yeah, signing. So, a- as Donald alluded our buddy Donald alluded to in our other podcast, they had a chance to buy out his arbitration. They didn't. But let's – hold on a second. Let's prioritize Aaron Hicks, Luis Severino. AC Milan. And AC Milan before your star player. And yet, they did this in the offseason. We're not going after Seager. We're not going after Correa. We're not going after Semien. We're not going after Freeman. We're not going after Olson. We're not going after this guy or that guy because we have to pay Aaron Judge. Have they paid Aaron Judge, Alex? No. I mean, imagine now. Did now? I may have bad memory. Did the Padres sign Sonu to an extension, or is he still? A I think free he's in st- like two years. In two years, I believe he's still that free agent. So let me ask you a question. I know the Padres are on the verge of missing the playoffs. What if they sign him to an extension? What does that do with the market value to Aaron Judge? It only increases it. If he is a $50 million a year player, Juan Soto, who isn't having the type of season Aaron Judge is having, what do you think Aaron Judge is going to ask for? Upwards of $50 million. You know... I think the highest contract in, like, sports right now that like, I can think of, I think Jokic for the Nuggets is getting, like, 60 mil or something like that. I don't know Damian Lillard also for the – uh Damian Lillard, region. two years, $120 million. I don't think – I don't think – personally, I don't think he's worth the contract. That's just me. But, right. But I also can't say that I was a part of the crowd that said, you know, oh, well – well, actually, no. Somebody on Twitter, everybody, <laughs> a notable name on Twitter, basically said – oh, well, anyone who joins on uh, the Yankee train that didn't believe in this team shouldn't be on the train now. And that was the same guy who criticized Aaron Judge. I just want to say this. I read this tweet. Yankees got Aaron Judge's 60th home run ball back. Four college kids had it, and they told security they wanted Judge to have it, and it was his accomplishment. Very good, very noble, by the way. I wouldn't have done that, honestly. Like, I would have asked for something. But you know what? Credit to those college kids for being a little bit more nicer than I would have been, and it's a th- it's a prayer that a lot of people made to God that Zach Campbell did not catch that ball. Oh, I just like to do a quick prayer, dear God, please do not let Zach Campbell catch his sixty second home run, or his sixty first. No, I don't want him catching any home runs because that guy. If you guys, you guys should check it out on Twitter. He stole a ball from a kid in the handicap section. He's like, oh, and then the Colorado Rockies. This was in Coors Field, I think. The Rockies worker's like, "Why'd you take the ball from the kid?" He's like, "Oh, he dropped it. It's mine now." He's like, "Shouldn't you give it to the kid?" He's like, "No, it's mine." If it's an adult, I would understand. But if it's a, if it's if it's a kid in a fucking handicap section, you're just an inconsiderate douchebag. I don't know how people follow him. And I, I feel like he's going to send his minions out to different states. Like, for, for instance, when Pujols hits number uh, 700, he's going to hit 700. We all know it. Yeah, he's going to say. So he might script it that way. And he's going to send his minions out there. But, you know, I don't root for cancel culture or anything like that. But when you're being a dickhead, and apparently, you know, I've been given the excuse oh, well, he gives those balls away to, to kids. When of where he takes balls from kids to give to other kids. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't believe that. Know what the worst part was? I think I was told the story for a Rod's three thousandth hit, which was in 2015, off of Verlander, a home run into right field. Hample caught it. He held the ball back for 160 thousand dollars in ransom money. I don't think I would have even done that. I'm not that type of guy. I would be like, okay, listen, I want to picture with the team, I want a, a team signed frame, uh, season tickets for two years as a mosquito flies around me, you know, something comparable to that. Not a, Now, maybe all of that could be worth $160,000, but I'm not going to sit here and listen, look, the Yankees have put us through some excruciating pain over the last few years with not winning, but I'm not going to say, give me that money so I could use it for content. I'm not I'm not like that that's not me maybe I'm not aggressive enough maybe I'm not you know like some of these other fans because you have the extremes you have the guys that will keep spending the money are basically blind optimists towards this team but then you'll have the people that you know if Zach Campbell was a Yankee fan and he was older and he'd be like you know what I have the six uh the 3000 home run baseball from a rod. What I'm going to do is because this team has sucked over the last couple of years and our standard, I'm going to get my money back in, you know, once $160,000, I got an like update that. for you. I got an update for you. The fans who caught the ball, got a signed ball and bat. Okay. They didn't, okay. I'm not sure if they wanted it, but I think they just got it for like, you know, giving the ball back. Hey, listen, I I give it to the kids. I would have been a little bit more greedy, but at the same that's time, who wouldn't greedy Alex. as greedy as uh, Zach. Okay, who? Wh- what would you get? What would you I make? would I would straight up just give it to them. Any complimentary? Really? Yeah, I would. That's that's an accomplishment, Alex. No franchise. We haven't had a franchise player do that in like sixty something years. And you're sitting getting ask for. Listen, if you're asked, just hope for a complimentary gift. That's it. That's how. That's what I would do. Hope for a complimentary gift. I wouldn't be like, "Oh, I want this." I, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck what I want? Who gives a fuck what I want? I want Judge to enjoy his home run ball, and that's it. Fucking mosquito! I hate recording. In this I want so to meetings. enjoy. I want Judge to enjoy his home run. I
1: don't an want for an
0: eye. But it's not for. I no. I don't care about... I don't care about... I'm not selfish. I don't care about me at the moment. I want Judge to enjoy his home run ball. I don't want him to... I don't want to have... I want him to forcefully give me a fucking signed ball, or a signed glove, a signed bat. If that's complimentary, and he wants to do it, fine. But I'm not going to ask you... I'm not going to ask for a gift, because what did I... That That's what I have to say. That's what I have to say. Someone... So are you going to compare me to Zach Campbell? I'm not comparing... No... What Zach Hampel did for that three thousand home run was be far beyond greedy. What you're doing is a little bit greedy. You listen. Obviously, you can, that's it's not. It's two different extremes. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, it was someone was going to say, put in chat, guys, if you would want anything in return for the Aaron Judge sixty, you know, even if it's like sixty one or sixty two home. Run. I, w- I would never ask for money. All right. So let me ask a question. It's going to be stupid before we move on to the other subjects. Um, that question is sixty-one is the official home run record. No, it's got to, it's t- yeah, it's the record right now. Yes. Okay, because I know McGuire hit seventy. I, th- I think our magic number is three right now. By the way, for magic playoffs. number for going to the playoffs. Yeah. Well, and I if think we don't. The, I th- I think the Jays. There's an elimination number in the MLB standings. I think it's like double digits for right now for the uh, for the division. Like we have to, like we have to win a good amount of games. The Jays have to lose a little bit more. Well, while we're at it, let's actually look at the Jays' remaining schedule. They did piss on the Phillies tonight. Um, so we're going to look at 11, the... Good good golly, yeah. Uh, so we're going to look at the Jays' remaining schedule. All right, so I got it up here. So they obviously have the series against the Phillies. It's two games in Philadelphia. They won the first one and then they have the second one. Then it gets a little tough. You have the Rays, I think, yeah, on the road for a four game set. It's That's not be tough. Easy I mean, cause... go ahead. Let me ask a question before you keep going. Are the Rays, if the Rays either win that series, the Jays win that series, how about more if the Rays win that series? Is the lead really going to change? That I much? think it's gonna be like neck and neck, probably. Right. I mean, even contesting for the first place spot. But I'm just generally asking. I mean, I'll check. Obviously, the Jays are five and a half back of where the Yankees are. They still right. are. Tampa's seven and a half back. Okay. For Tampa, win division, their elimination number is eight. Toronto's is ten. The Yankees, obviously, they're three. They're three. They need three games to fully win the – to get into the playoff spot. But I don't know what their magic number is for the division. We obviously have yet to see. So after the race, you have the Yankees for three at home. Obviously, it might be challenging since the Blue Jays might be a little more – you know, Yeah, they might have a little more pepper in the step. And there's Looney Dogs night. I don't know what the hell that is. It's obviously some hot dog company. Then three-game set, off day on Thursday – Friday through Sunday, a home series against the Red Sox, and then a an away series against the Orioles. What do you think is the toughest part of the schedule outside of the Rays? I think it's Boston. You think it's Boston at home? Actually, at home? Now I'm going to change that up a little bit. I don't know. Because either way, actually, let me put it this way, I feel like they have an easier schedule than we do. And I'm just well, looking at the Yankees' way of overcomplicating things. I think their schedule's pretty. If they can overcome the race series and like maybe do a split or win at least three out of four, I think they can do comfortably well. But oh yeah, I mean, against the Rays the last time, one, two, three, four, five game set must have been a makeup for a doubleheader of some sorts. But that doesn't even make sense either. Why would. Uh, yeah, it is a makeup for a double header of some sorts, but that doesn't once again make sense because they're home and they have. A yeah, stadium. I got the Yankees schedule here too, if you want. So no, we have... I know, I know the Yankees remaining schedule. What I'm saying is, with uh, with the Tampa Bay series they just had, they played a five game set, unless my eyes are deceiving me. But who the they Jays made up... or the Yankees? I'm talking about the Blue Jays right now, Luca. They have right. a five game set. They played the a double header, but at the same time, both of their stadiums have the eligibility to be domed. So I don't get that. That's just obscure to me. But uh, no, geez. Alex, you don't understand. It was fr- it was originally from when the lockout happened. I'm, Remember the okay? I'm an idiot. Thank you for reminding me. Because you got to look at the date. It said four five April fifth. Right. Stupid MLB lockout. I'm not stupid. They are. No, um, I think you just got to look at the dates. Okay. So let me look at versus the division before we move on. So the Yankees uh, versus their division, forty and twenty six. Rays are thirty eight and thirty one, and thirty five and twenty eight. Uh the Blue Jays. So they have the third best record in the division against division. So uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens in in terms of all. I of think this after stuff. the race series, it's going to get a lot easier to look at and look at the microscope with what with the Blue Jays or with the Yankees with the Jays. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, pretty much. And then they got, what was I going to say? You have the schedule up. Yeah, they face Boston at home, meaning the Jays. Yeah. Then you, well, actually it's Rays, Yankees, then Boston at home. And then they go back on the road for the Orioles once again. Yeah, I think that's, if that's not a breeze or somewhat of like an even keel, the Jays aren't doing shit. That's just my opinion. You know what's interesting? The Orioles are only five and a half games out of the uh, wild card. It'd be interesting if the Orioles made the playoffs. I don't think they will, but... Yeah. I can see your point there. So, Giancarlo Stanton, he was one of the many, if not the hero, of the night against the Pirates, as we all watched. But, before then, he wasn't hitting so good, and I know there's this debate going on. It's been going on for years, if you think about it, Luca. We've been on one side up to this year, and even going back to a little bit of last year, uh, about whether or not you should boo Giancarlo Stan. what, What is your thought process? How about that? What is your thought process? Home run? Maybe not home run included on Giancarlo Stan. I know he's done a fair job of carrying the Yankees offense over the past two years, three years in the playoffs. But at the same time, he's had his fair share of struggles, especially this year coming off the I.L. And I I personally think that you shouldn't be afraid to criticize Stan because of what he's done in the past. I mean, hell, people booed Derek Jeter when he hit 194 in 2004. So why is the standard changing? And Derek Jeter won championships. Giancarlo Stanton hasn't yet. And I'm not trying to compare the two, but you know what, Luca, you, you take the floor. Yeah, I was, you know, I was obviously surprised with the trade when it happened in 2018, but I actually went on record last year saying that, you know, I love Stanton. Too much of a heavy contract. I think he was a little... I said he was actually over the hill and that he was never, like, a true all-star for the Yankees like he should have been. Like, when you think of somebody with that contract, I said originally, like, he has to be, like, at an all-star and back to, like, consistently seasons. He was an all-star this year, and he... Deserved it. Um, Had a very good first half. He was an all-star, as I said. You know, he deserved it, as I said. And unfortunately, you know, that was the end of his high mark this year. Goes on the IL injured. Comes back in late August, and he's like, can we be fair, everybody? He's stunk. He's stunk. He's either not healthy or he's bad. I have the stats to break it down. Last seven games, 143, two homers, eight RBIs. Last 15 games, 135, three homers, nine RBIs. 157 in his last 30 with six home runs, 19 RBIs. So it's clearly been a struggle for him being realistically. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, let me ask you a question as well. What do you think of this sentiment of you can't boost in? I I don't think you listen has done for a lot of us in the a lot for us in the past, sure, but I don't think he should deserve like some special treatment. Yeah, I mean, a perfect example is what I mentioned before. You went on your little tangent there; it wasn't really much of a tangent, but anyway, Derek Jeter got booed one ninety four two thousand four. That was you know before I even started tuning into baseball. And then he made the catch, and a lot of things ended up, you know, turning out for him in the second half of the season. I think he hit like three something or whatever in the second half. But I just think in some cases standards have dropped with fans. And I know obviously well, news TV, the purpose of NYY's news TV is kind of bring that standard back up and really criticize players when they need to be criticized and actually do stuff that the uh, media really doesn't do. I mean, we spent 10 minutes of boys in the were literally going over an article that was all spin i mean that was that john Heyman article was brutal to listen to like that is if that's not spin and well spins one thing that's that's fucking political propaganda to i'm serious we had our co-host say that the yankees would rather be a political party than a winning organization. That is literally political propaganda at its finest to get you to support one side of the argument. It's that's, that's like running a long campaign, very long campaign ad. John Heyman should really consider doing campaign ads for Brian Cashman. It's like, to, um, what's it here? Re-elect Brian Cashman 2022. It's literally what it is. I mean, his contract is up, and it is an election year, so... You know, but that that's our really, you know, that's our thing here. That's our motive is try to put fans back not on the train. To create spin. Yeah, not create spin, not create these hype trains and whatnot. But I think it has been fair over the years to criticize Giancarlo Stan. Of course. I mean, you know, we were discussing last year. You were talking about how he's over the hill. Obviously, that wasn't necessarily the greatest comment in the world looking back on it. But... There were times where his at-bats were not very good. The at-bats leading... I'm sorry to interrupt this, but I got a quote here. Um, SMY just did a great retweet, by the way, Yankees videos. Dd once said in 2017, Dd Gregorius, congrats. This was when he hit his 52nd homer, I think it was, or 51st, when he broke the rookie record for American League or Yankees. Congrats, rookie, but call me when you hit 60. You know, it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that because in business class today, I was sitting next to somebody who's a Giants fan, but they were a Yankees fan wearing a Gregorius T-shirt. So I respect that. Funny how shit happens like that, but it has been overall fair to criticize Stan. I mean, as I said, leading up to the home run, he had some bad at-bats. He was looking at pitches that weren't necessarily, you know, balls. Yes, there were some bad calls. I mean, Bader had some bad calls, and you know, Boone was chirping and all this stuff. But you gotta criticize players when they need to be criticized. I mean, of Anthony course. Rizzo is no god. He made an error that could have been costly. I think it ended up being costly, if I'm not mistaken, where he hit a he hit a guy in the right testicle, basically, when he was throwing it to second, and then it got away. The runner win went into third, and then uh, we. You know, I the think Pirates the Yankees are- strongly need to consider him an opt-out candidate. But obviously, you know, that's on him, though. He can't – that's that's if he believes he has enough market value to say, okay, there'll be plenty of contenders out there to get me. Right, but here's where I'm going to combat that, and I don't necessarily disagree with you. I'm going to combat that with saying, what is your options? You're going to move DJ LeMahieu to first base when he really plays better at third? Uh, Matt Carpenter, are you gonna trust him off his injury?
1: Are you gonna What's trust him, him off of being looking a one-year like wonder in free
0: agency? What are you gonna trust him being a one-year wonder? Right, and it's I also let me just say this: Josh Bell's a free agent, but do you really trust the Yankees to either resign Aaron Judge and Josh Bell in free agency? I don't, because how will spin it? Brian Cashman will spin it. John Heyman will spin it. So there, that's not a realistic possibility. I love Josh Bell. He's an excellent power hitter. Good switch hitting bat. But I just don't think the Yankees would be signing him. So they're going to have to look. Again, they'd have to look internally. But they're pre- what, are, what are they preparing? Austin Wells to be that first baseman? It's not going to work for next year. Yeah, he's so. going to be up in what? Two years? Two years. 2024, I'd give him. But... You know, to combat that, you got Josh Bell, and you said he's not a realistic option for the Yankees because it's not really their route, Um, which I could very well see because I, I feel like they're actually going to prep LeMahieu to go to first and then maybe figure out something with Ozzy, Volpe, and uh, Marraza. As long as you dealt, get rid of Glaber Torres. I don't think that. I, I don't even know that the team is going to make the right moves in the offseason. Yeah, we'll I don't have there. that confidence. I don't we'll have that confidence. I'll end up seeing what's, what's going on. We'll end up seeing what's going on. Um, so other than Josh Bell and free agency, you don't have a ton of options. Oh, you really? Don't. I mean, I'll I'll double check right now. Obviously, Rizzo has the Osmer has an option of some sorts. No, I am not. I'm not throwing exactly. my exactly. I'm not. I'm not taking that flyer. He's uh, he's past his prime so hard. So yeah. let's look at first base here. As Luca gets it up, as I mentioned, Brandon Belt. He's 34, by the way. I don't know what season he's having. Jose Abreu, who I had no idea was 35 years old. Yep. I think he was playing in like a Dominican or Spanish league before that. That could easily be. Let me, let me look at Brandon Belt's stats. Not that it matters to me because. I don't want a part of Brandon Belt. He He's like 37. Yeah, there you go. To, go under, to undergo season-ending knee surgery. That tells you everything you know. Josh Bell, who's 30. Uh, Trey Mancini. I think there's some sort of option or clause a mutual option so that's if the astros and you know they ain't fucking letting them go i mean i don't know how trey mancini's doing I'll, ta- I'll take a look but you keep going over those first basemen mancini you have yoleski uriel 38 years old no nope. uh greg bird yeah no yeah then then it just it's just a huge drop off he hasn't been doing quite well with the Astros in the last 15, 174, last 30, 180, and then last seven, 200. But with that, with the Astros in total, uh, he is hitting a total of 198. Not very good. I would take him. I guess I would or, take him. I guess the Astros real- ain't ain't, you know, they're not, they're not going to let him go. He's going to probably now. I don't know the Astros system like the back of my hand, but he's probably the replacement for Yuli Gurriel. That's fair. He's thirty. He's thirty. So, I mean, I know we went off on a little tangent about the first base thing, but Rizzo ain't a god. That was kind of my argument with the whole Stanton thing. Is Rizzo is not a god, and Stanton's not a god. You got you can criticize these guys no matter what. If you're having mosquito problems too, it's the it's like some bug problem. I don't know. It's 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 it sucks. It sucks. But uh, anyway, any final thoughts on the Stanton subject? He is not uh, invincible from criticism. Yeah, he's not Christ. Um, But when he carries the Yankees, we give him his props. We really haven't criticized Stan at all this season. No, I really haven't made that move. So I want to talk about something. Actually, you know what? Let's stick to the positive before we go to the negative. Harrison Bader. I mean, how could you have a better debut than Harrison Bader? Three RBIs two for four, and a run scored on a very, very nice play in terms of base running. Baseball IQ, people, that's the difference. Gleyber Torres maybe doesn't score on that. Some of these other guys we see don't score on that. Aaron Hicks don't score on that. Baseball IQ, he knew the ball dropped. He knew the ball dropped and still started rounding the bases. So guess what? That's not just the player he is, but that's up here. And... Listen, we know what he can be as a fielder, as a hitter. Um, but with that being said, as I always say, you know what's going to scare me? me? I, I hate to interrupt you. I think the I'm scared that the Yankees are going to turn him to a power hitter. You might, honest that's not something I was considering. Honestly, you brought that in my. Attention. I mean, I, I hate like sounding scary, like that but... cat. It's the ca- Like some may say, it's oh, it's a casual take. It's what the Yankees like to do. They like to. Put they regardless if it works. The Yankees like to integrate their players into their own system, which is garbage, by the way. It is garbage, but um, with Bader it's like, I don't think this is the end of the line for Aaron Hicks. I don't. He's no, I don't play. think. I don't think so either. They're gonna find Boone and Cashman love themselves some Aaron Hicks, despite him being do, absolute dog water. Right, and you know we'll talk about his quotes maybe on a you know small point later. Um, but I would still think if Benintendi, Bader, Judge, if that was the outfield, I would think Hicks would still get some playing time. Like I feel like there's going to be certain I, points. There's a part of me that thinks that the Yankees are not going to re-sign Benintendi. I don't want to sound like that guy, but... I can see what you're saying, honestly, because they'll think in their own closed mind, okay, this guy was injured for us. Meanwhile, they tried integrating him in a crappy ass hitting system, which right, he so, struggled in because he was not consistently in one spot in the lineup. Right. Absolutely right. He was consistently all over the place. That's, that's all you could say here. Are the fr- let me, I'm just going to throw some free agents, but we'll go to the next subject. Brantley, who you missed out on in 2019, AJ Pollock, 34- 34. What? I didn't know. I don't think I would go after him. No, I think he's coming off an injury too. AJ Pollock player option, 34 years old. Old friend Joey Gallo, who's estimated to earn $20 million a year in the market. <sniffs> Benintendi, obviously. Tommy Fam has a mutual option. No. Nope. David Peralta. pro Profar, Jock Peterson, who would fit the Yankee system pretty well. And I think the list just goes down from there. Yeah, I mean, the only the only time I see the Yankees making an outfield move is if judge is gone. And that's even skimpy. Like that's even sketchy. Um, But just overall, man, Bader is having himself a debut to live off so far. And uh, hopefully he continues to play. They continue to put him in the same spot. Like I don't want to see him hitting seventh, eighth, and then he hits like second the next day. That's going to fuck you up. It's going to fuck up his confidence. And then he'll be put in different spots, and you know we just don't want to see that happen because Bader has the potential to be a good player for this team. And I know we were—I think he is a very about good him being a already. But, I think he's a very good player already. I just don't—I'm scared that the Yankees are going to turn him to another project that doesn't work because they just want to fit them in their fit them in their system. They want to pigeonhole him. Yeah, pigeonhole. Um, but I think we can move on from that. Why can I not totally enjoy the win, you ask? Maybe fans will ask that as well. Why can I not enjoy the win like everybody else's? Because I called something, and I'm not saying, oh, I want to be right. I don't want to be right. But I called something. I saw it happen. I'm like, I fucking knew it. They took Nestor Cortez. Do you have the box score up or no? I think I do. I'll pull it up. Okay, so... They took Nestor Cortez out after the fifth. How many pitches was Nestor Cortez at? Okay, he was at 87. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it gives me a little bit more of a clear mind. But but he could have won maybe another inning, and then you could do that shit that they always do, take him out with two outs. Because that's what they like to do with their bullpen, guys. Now, they put in Marinaccio, they put in Trevino and they put in Jonathan Loisica, and then they later put in Clay Holmes. I want to say, didn't they throw in Marinaccio only for a certain amount of batters? They put him in for 0.2 innings pitched. So I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't know how. Actually, I could take a look at how many batters he faced. Marinaccio faced four batters. Yeah. So he got two outs out of that. I guess there were two runners on. But then you move on to Trevino, who ends up. Th- fucking the entire situation not entire because louisica and clay holmes had parts in it too um then you had louisica 1.1 innings pitched then clay holmes and i'm pretty sure what was it holmes gave up the big home run but it counted on louisica's resume um i'm gonna check that right now yes i saw holmes give up the home run to castro Right, and it was credited to one run was credit it, it was one run was credit to Holmes the three were called cool, credit to Isaac. I mean, there's two things you take out of that. and then Chapman was pretty good in the ninth. There's two things you take out of that as we put on Twitter in, in our memes and stuff like that, we were pretty upset when Clay Holmes was giving up those runs against the Brewers. Yeah. And Donald was like, how many fucking times do I have to fucking tell you about this fucker? Clay Holmes hasn't been himself, but he's gonna be put in the game, right? And even though those runs count to Wise ago, who makes the pitches? It's Clay Holmes, right? He gave, he technically still gave up the home run. Right. And what was the score at that point, right? What was the it score? It was eight four. No, before he gave up the home run. It was it was a three run jack, so it was five four. Okay, so take the three off the board. Yes, they're still losing, but his home run does not help. So it would right. be 6-4. Once again, runs are runs. Sometimes solo home runs are actually better than three-run jacks, two-run jacks, grand slams. But it, Clay Holmes has sucked the last few times he's been out there. Two games against the Brewers, they didn't learn their lesson. They didn't learn the lesson. They put him in this game and he inches it away where the offense has to come back. And listen, we've talked so many times over the last few years. Oh, well, the Yankees offense isn't good. The pitching has to save them. And there's times we've gotten an even keel, but this is an example of how it could get really bad in October splitting to the side of Aaron Boone and Matt Blake have totally fucked this because Boone is putting in these guys and listen, I know everybody's going to create the narrative, oh, he doesn't make the decisions, whatever. So, let's incorporate the front office, too. Marinaccio, putting him in, bad position, Trevino gives up a couple of hits, and then later on, the wise again, Holmes. So, technically, even, you know, going without the guys later on, you went with three pitchers in a total of six innings. That's Two pitchers per per I I don't know how to put it, Luca. You, you can you can put yeah. it out. I'm just kinda of still pissed at that. You know what? you don't even have to think about the numbers, he's just over managing. He's micromanaging is what he is. So okay, now I can word it better. One pitcher for two innings. You'd think we'd be running a fucking bullpen game. And that's on average, but you obviously have to integrate the stats. You should also know like Obviously, I know the Yankees have absolutely no awareness. He's gotta know, like, wow, my bullpen's been struggling lately. Let me take this, let me take this easy a little bit. Let me right. use you may use my decisions wisely, but Aaron Boone's not a baseball man. No, even though he said he was and he completely fucking lied to us. Um, yeah, he also called IKF the second best shortstop in all of baseball. And then he made an error the next game, right? Remember that? Another 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 spinitude by the Yankees. Spinitude. I like that. Um then Chapman was pretty much, and he's been spotless so far uh, since all of the other crap that happened with his you know, tattoo and infection. But I don't know, man. This is why I can't totally celebrate the win. And a win is a win. Stanton, judge-making history. I'll celebrate that till the end. But at the same time, though, when we're talking about October, when these fans are coming out here, when these content creators are coming out here saying, bring on the Astros, I can, I don't have that confidence because... He I generally know, micromanaging. Don't He's micromanaging the pitch sequence of these pitchers is terrible. I mean, you look at the Loisaga thing. You know what the facing. problem is, Alex? Pete mentioned this earlier. They don't work off their fastball. They don't work off their number one pitch. In one at-bat, I think it was to either Brian Reynolds or Neil Cruz, maybe even another lefty in their lineup. Uh, how many times did Jonathan Loisaga throw a fucking changeup? It's such, it's such backward logic. You see every other team telling their pitchers to work off their best pitch. It's such backward logic with the Yankees. It's ridiculous. And it's you what's know, funny. Sh- the funniest shit is they think it still works. They think it works. It's those analytics and all that shit. And listen, we've complimented Matt Blake some of these times talking about the pitching. It's doing really well in these situations. Whatever. Um, I don't compliment him after the game we had because he is the guy apparently that came in here and said pitchers need to stop working off their fastball and go more with their off speed i'm sorry they're not spitball pitchers this isn't rich hill nestor cortez you could get away with that all right but frankie montas
1: uh, cool. jonathan
0: Lewiziga, he has some good stuff but that doesn't mean that never throw the fastball. Oh man, you want know you know to be funny. Imagine if the Yankees had Dellin Betances when they're doing this whole system bullshit. His knuckle curve, I would throw my chair against the TV every time he threw a knuckle curve for a home run. That would that would be awful. That would now that you're making me think about it. I mean, there's so many other pitchers you can incorporate in there, but it's an organizational thing. It's not something that's just going to be stopped. They're going to keep going with this. You know, Stanton, Judge, those guys hitting home runs, I mean, that can, you know, change day by day. But this thing where you don't work off the fastball and you go with the off speed, I mean, it's so backwards and you you talked about it, not working off your fastball. It's also so backwards historically because you look at spitball pitchers, Rich Hill, He's an older pitcher, Zach Greinke. He's turned into a spitball pitcher. So I don't know, man. I just, I just really don't understand that. And I don't think this type of winning is sustainable. No, I don't think it is either. One side is one thing. One side is another. And you could give up some runs if your offense is doing well, but we've seen at times the offense just is totally, totally anemic. Um, but that's pretty much all I have to say, Luca. Do you have any final thoughts to add on anything at all, like the Hicks? Uh, you I know, think we. I, know we didn't I think that's that kind of a lot. little older of a subject, but the Hicks thing reasserts what's wrong with this organization. There's no accountability. There's no leadership. There's there's none to be found. And with Aaron Hicks speaking out against Aaron Boone, which I thought was ironic because Aaron Boone goes to bat for that moron and knowing that he hits like 210 every year and he's constantly injured and he's just – he gave up on that – and then, and he still defended him after that give-up play on Friday, the ninth against the Rays. I mean, it tells you all you need to know about this organization. There's nothing else to be said. But, I again, another good talk on the pod, especially after a Yankee victory, but I'm not going to – I'll be honest, I'm not going to read too much into it. They got to prove it to me that they they can consistently win based off good decisions. Right. And they, they got to clinch a spot. And it's a little upsetting that the Mets clinched a playoff spot before we did kind of find that a little upsetting and a little embarrassing knowing we're technically better talented, but uh, the organization will be the organization in terms of the Hicks stuff. I mean, it's a couple days old, but you know, the organization as Donald would like to say doesn't have the strength in their convictions. Uh, You know, they don't have any accountability. They don't enforce accountability. So you're going to get these guys talking. And, you know, Aaron Hicks in that interview was talking out of his ass, talking about how Joey Gallo is getting the best, uh, you know, stats out there and that Dave Roberts is getting the best out of him when he's hitting like 168, 178 out there. Same shit he was hitting here. So he's either a broken baseball player or he's a one-time wonder. And, you know, people will say, oh, uh, you know, Joey Gallo is doing better. No. He rode the hot hand and then he started sucking again. So I don't want to hear that from Yankee fans. I don't want to hear that from anybody. I don't want to hear that from Aaron Hicks. But Aaron Hicks will play more games this season. You know, he'll be a defensive replacement at some point. He'll be a pinch hitter. Um, But people will try to, you know, spin it with his walks and stuff. You can bet on the New York media doing that. And once again, we're here for you guys, um, you know, in terms of telling the truth and stuff. You know, we don't agree on everything. Maybe P has a different feeling about this win. Maybe Christian does. Maybe Francis does. Who knows? But we are here for the same motive, and that's to lighten up the fan base in terms of not believing in the spin and all that crap because that John Heyman article, and now I'm not encouraging anybody to read it by any imagination. I don't think they should. Because that gives him views. But if you would like to kind of read it without reading it, You can go to the Big Blue in the Bronx YouTube channel. Subscribe if you haven't already, by the way. You could watch the video I put out of us actually reading over it and reviewing the bullshit because you will not believe some of the shit he says about Derek Jeter, basically saying that, uh, you know, he only likes spin. And this is paraphrasing. He only likes spin and that, you know, George Steinbrenner never valued uh, stability. Brian Cashman can take criticism. Brian Cashman can take criticism, apparently, when he hid during Paul O'Neill and Derek Jeter Day. It's a fucking mess, but we're here for you guys in terms of the truth. Like, comment, subscribe, turn on post notification bell, share us out too. Do me a favor, buy some tickets. October 11th, we're going to be there. NYY News TV is hosting the best event yet. Some of these content creators out here, they're going to come out here and give you stupid discount codes. Hey, let's see, we got discount codes, but we also got fucking parties and shit. Okay. We're making it more fun. They're focused on their views. We're focused on you guys. Okay. That's just how it is. And tell some friends about it. Even if they're not Yankee fans, even if they're not baseball fans, they're having a party. Well, they're going to have a fun time at the party. It's not their party. Well, then again, maybe it is their party because it's for the fans and for the people that show up. Um, but we appreciate you guys once again and we will see you next time peace before it hits the front page.